Welcome to Phone Booth Fighting, everybody. I am Richard Hunter. My co-host is the two-time UFC heavyweight champion of the world, Frank Mir. Frank is uh, channeling us, or we're channeling him, all the way uh, from Manchester, England. He's on the big screen here in the Phone Booth Fighting bunker. Frank, come in. Do you have us? Yeah, I can hear you loud and clear. All right, excellent. There's Frank. Now, my very special guest co-host to my left here. That is Mrs. Mir. Jennifer Mir is here. Hi, Jennifer. Hi. All right. Now, here's going to be a fun episode because Jennifer is sitting in my chair. I'm sitting in Frank's chair because, of course, the phone booth fighting bunker is uh, uh, deep in the bowels of stately Mir Manor. Frank has gone over to England to do seminars and play-by-play for ACB. And so uh, we're just going to uh, do the show here in the bunker, but with Frank basically in what is normally the guest uh, position. Normally we have the guest on the big screen. And Frank's, a, I guess this sort of makes you a guest in your own home, sort of technically, right, Frank? <laughs> True. And I just thought it was a good way. I could double up, talk to the wife, go to work all at the same time. That's right. And uh, fortunately, I subscribed to Frank's uh, premium X-rated Snapchat. So that's how we, <laughs> that's, uh, that's what we're getting here. This is like a members only deal. Uh, if you're watching on our Phone Booth Fighting YouTube page, you'll see uh, what we're talking about. But uh, Frank is, 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 is in bed and appearing to be all natural, as they say in, uh, in France. Now, Jennifer, also off camera, but we should just to set the stage here, you got a couple of your friends in. Who's, who's, who's the audience yes, tonight? Yes, I do. So my girlfriend, Jennifer, and my yes. other girlfriend, Roxana, yes. we've been friends for 20 years. Mm-hmm. Yes, they just came in today to okay. celebrate my birthday. Excellent. Yeah, and uh, Travis is over here producing as normal. First of all, just kind of a general happy birthday to uh, to Travis. His was Friday. Uh, Jennifer's was about a week ago, more or less, right? And then Frank's was, was right before that. Turns out everybody in the phone booth fighting family has a birthday uh, right around this time except for me. So uh, happy birthday to everyone. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so in today's Father's Day, so yeah. this is also a chance to say happy Father's Day to Frank. How was your Father's Day, Frank? What'd you do today there in Manchester? <laughs> is this it? Yeah, this is about it. Uh, well, you know, last night I called the fights at ACB, but then they had us flying out at four in the morning. Yeah. So by the time we were done, care of everything, I just never even went to bed. We went to the airport, flew into Moscow from Rostov and then flew into London, and then I caught another flight from London to uh, uh, Manchester. Mm-hmm. So by the time I uh, I just ran to the hotel room, got into bed and passed out. So I'm just waking up. It's like 2 in the morning or 3 in the morning now mm. and uh, trying to the world. Okay. All right. Uh, well, how'd the fights go? How was ACB over there? Yeah, man, it was excellent. They, 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 they instituted a new program where if you get a finish, whether it's knockout or submission, but mm-hmm. basically take your guy out before the end of the uh, regulation time, they gave a $5,000 bonus. So we ended up fights and uh, no decisions. Everybody was either choked out or knocked out. Oh, wow. uh, So everybody was financially motivated to end the evening early. Look, that that seems like a good idea. Instead of just picking one or two guys to get a bonus, anybody finished. And so uh, people were driven. We saw some pretty high-level knockouts. 
uh, it made it for a fun night to call fights. All right. Now, what we're going to do on uh, the show today is we're going to do the first part of the show with Frank. We'll uh, talk about uh, some fights. It was a big UFC uh, women's bantamweight fight over the weekend. And then, Jennifer, we have uh, put out the call for uh, more questions for the next installment of Ask Mrs. Mir. And the reaction has been uh, overwhelming. I mean, just in an hour or so, we may have gotten upwards of 100 questions. We're not going to be able to get to all those, obviously. We're going to select the best ones. But what we're going to do before we do that segment is we're going to disconnect Frank so you can feel free to speak <laughs> candidly. That's how we're going to do that. So uh, first things first here, though, uh, Frank. So uh, you were doing ACB, but I know you at least had a chance to catch the the main event yesterday over there in Singapore with uh, Holly Holm. And, uh, and um, why am I spacing on the name? Uh, the, Betch Cohea, of course, yes. The, uh, the Brazilian that uh, Ronda Rousey uh, fought a little while back that was uh, up until that point taking out the, the, the lady horseman one by one. So Betch Cohea gets uh, Holly Holm. The uh, first couple of rounds, not a whole lot of activity. It was kind of a... Uh, a, a, a conservative game plan on both their parts, and that was drawing some boos from the crowd. That was right up until uh, Betch Cohea uh, motioned her to come on, taunted her just a little bit, and about two and a half seconds later, Holly Holm connects with a head kick and uh, a, a left uppercut for good measure as Cohea uh, is on the ground and uh, knocks her out. What'd you think, Frank? I know Holly went into the fight as, uh, as the big favorite, but what'd, what'd you think about the game plan up to that point? Well, I mean, I thought actually Betch probably made a good showing of herself better than I expected. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and she was around a lot. And I think that, uh, you know, kept Holly moving and not able to pinpoint her and, and come in with attacks. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think, you know, we broke it down last time. I mean, barring a freak accident, I just couldn't see a way that Carrera could, uh, you know, could win this fight at all. Um, it just, it was just too outmatched, too outgunned. And, you know, and I thought that, uh, you know, that Holly, you know, did exactly what she should have done and was able to win via knockout. You know, I think that if she had taken this decision, it would have been kind of disappointing. Uh, but you know, a nice highlight reel knockout, another one, you know, head kick, uh, for Holly home and just, you know, keep moving forward in the division and hopefully, you know, get another title shot. Yeah, and and you know it, it looks like Holly got herself right back into that uh, that conversation because uh, uh, you know despite the fact that that one of her recent losses had come in the featherweight division uh, when she was challenging Jermaine Durandamy for that uh, for that belt. Uh, you know, she, since the biggest win of her career, defeating uh, Ronda Rousey, had been on on uh, a little bit of a skid. It seems like this was exactly what her career needed right at this point, you know? Yeah, it did. She came back exactly. Like, you know, one thing is to have a proper opponent that shouldn't be safe, but also, too, it can add a little bit of fear in the fact that if you go out there and just get a win, it can also, it can also hurt your, uh, you know, your, your your marketability and your momentum. And so the fact that she not only got the win and beat a girl that she was a heavy favorite to win, but doing so in a fashion that shows that she was leaps and bounds above her. The co-main event uh, was in your division, Frank, the heavyweights. One of your more recent opponents, Andre Arlovsky, lost a unanimous decision to Marcin Tibura. Um, you know, the thing about this fight, though, was... Andre uh, looked like, I mean, after the first round, Tabura, who came into this fight with, uh, he, he's got a pretty uh, significant grappling background 
was was really uh, you know got Andre down and was staying on top of him and looked like he was very close to possibly finishing the fight uh, in the first round. But once the fight came back to uh, the feet, he was really gassed and it looked like Andre might have a chance to to come back. In the end, uh, Tabura defeated him and he did come into the fight as a favorite. I think he was like maybe a plus or a, I think Andre was like a plus 170 or or something like that but you know this is one of those situations that we've seen before where it's like you know Tabura I think was ranked number 13 something like that Arlovsky was still ranked number seven right around there and you've got this guy who's right on the cusp of a top 10 and it's like all right here's your test you're gonna have to beat one of the legit top 10 guys to uh, you know at least crack the top 10 and maybe you know uh basically make an attempt to, to more or less trade places with him so it's kind of like you know two trajectories one's headed in an upward fashion one may be uh a, a bit on the decline at this point but um you know it seems like Arlovsky's chance was to maybe keep it on the feet and uh and knock him out if he could but Tabura uh executed a smart game plan by getting Arlovsky to the ground and just wearing him down there yeah I mean uh Arlovsky has always been just kind of a weird guy as far as um you know in fact uh you know, talking to the other guys about it, you know, it seems like he's just very hot and cold. There's times where Lossy comes out and he looks, you know, stellar. He's a great athlete, great movement. And there's other times it seems like he just doesn't have the same effort towards wanting to win the fight. Yeah. Well, it was uh, it, it, it was a pretty good uh, pretty good night of fights, especially for a for a fight pass card. Sometimes those are uh, a little bit of a of a sleeper; they sneak by you. Hey, something that uh, our friend Forrest Griffin was uh, was was the sort of the face for this last week. You may not even know about this yet, Frank, but uh, the UFC's fight pass, which has now been around for a pretty good length of time has now incorporated into its platform a 24-7 streaming channel. Now, what this means is, and this is something I've been clamoring for for a long time, if up until now, if you watch UFC's Fight Pass, you can click basically one demand, one on-demand video after another and watch them, but there was no actual channel that you could just turn on and leave on the way you would like, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, ESPN or something like that. You know, you just turn on your TV and you let it go in the background while you're cleaning the house or whatever. And the, U- the, the UFC uh, Fight Pass has actually incorporated that into the platform, which is pretty cool now because now they have a component of it that can actually directly plan the programming that they want to push. So uh, I don't know if you have any thoughts on that or not. I was super excited, but that's just because I like being able to have something like that on in the background. The next thing I want them to do... And- uh, it seems much better that way you can just... Uh, instead of just... Hello? Yeah, we got you. Go ahead. Oh, uh, being able to just flip something on and keep just a channel on like you would a normal cable channel, I think right. is a huge improvement. Yeah, I know. I know. Now, the only other thing I need him to do now is, uh, and, and you know, you and I, uh, I think we're uh, talking to Eric Winter about this when we had him on. When You know, he's not doing the fight pass anymore, but when he, uh, when he was doing that, now what I need him to do is to create this search feature. Where like, let's say I'm preparing to interview you, Frank. So I can go on Fight Pass, and right now I can search Frank Mirror, and like, you know, a thousand things will come up. But they don't have the ability for me to just put in Frank Mirror fights and watch 
one I want to be able to see every single one of your fights without having to stop and push play on each one if that makes sense and right now I would have to do that so I'm waiting for them to come up with this way where I can just hit play everything that involves a Frank Mir fight and then just let it roll that's the next thing I want them to invent you you see, you were there. You fought him. You're way more. You're, you, I'm way more concerned about this sort of thing than me. I don't think Frank spends as much. He doesn't waste as much of his life on fight pass as I do. Is that it? Oh, not as much. All right. So, did you? Now, we should put everybody's mind at ease because you're in. Uh, you're in Manchester. You're not in London, right? Because we saw we just had some another person run up on the sidewalk and run over some people over there. You're in Manchester, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm in Manchester right now. Uh, so I, I know uh, when you called me, I looked it up. I saw the incident occurred in London. Yeah, uh, it looks like a little bit of retaliation back and forth. Uh, from what I kind of gathered, just in the little article I read, that it was uh, on Muslims that uh, that they were praying or, or something. I couldn't quite gather what was happening, but um, yeah, just more uh, you know anger in the world. Yeah. All right. Well, you look like you're you're probably about ready to get some sleep, and I'll let you know that everything here at a Stately Mirror Manor is uh, just just as uh, it is per usual. I got here, I saw uh, your kids come running by the door, and then there were some random kids that came in. Looked like at one point Jennifer is a set of twins walked by or something. There's six boys. There's Wait, six boys. Travis's yep. Son Travis brought one to Bella. contribute. So we yeah. got eight kids, two dogs. Yeah, and a bunch of cackling old women. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's that, Frank? I said, besides me being home, it seems like everything's just a status quo. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> All right, so so let's let Frank get some sleep, and then uh, Jennifer and I we're going to talk about uh, we're going to do uh, ask Mrs. Mir, and then Jennifer got stuck uh, on the way home in the uh, the EDC traffic, the oh electronic Daisy Carnival <laughs> traffic, and uh, actually, uh, it's it's interesting you brought that up because Travis had some questions on that he wanted to ask you and me just in terms oh, of like okay. this you would have laughed because culture. Right, right now mm -hmm. the, there there's broken down on the side of the road mm -hmm. obviously they were going to edc there's like two girls in tutus right and then the guy i which just was hilarious i don't know <laughs> they didn't quite again. make it yeah yes. yeah all right so that's what we're going to talk about all right okay. frank so you you go to sleep over there and then we'll uh we'll reconnect uh, with you tomorrow and then we're going to basically try to tape uh the second episode of the week like this too i think with you on the on the screen how long are you in manchester is this seminars all week long in manchester over there what are you doing yeah, Manchester all the way through. I think I have one in Glasgow on mm -hmm. Saturday, mm -hmm. Scott. So I get to experiment and jump on a train. And then uh, I think some of them, maybe I'll head back door and towards London a little bit. But uh, for the most part, yeah, this is the area. Okay. Well, uh, you get, you remember how to log into Snapchat, right? Our phone booth fight Snapchat. <laughs> uh, What's that, Frank? <laughs> I said, you have to be sending me a text. <laughs> okay, well, I'll remind you, but Snapchat some stuff over there because I know our listeners are, are going to want to see it. All right? All right, guys. Okay, good night. Bye, babe. All right, there goes Frank. I'm going to go to sleep now. It's, uh, I don't know what time it is over there. I think it's like 3 in the morning. Oh, They're gosh. 8 hours ahead. Oh, boy. All right. Yeah. Okay, so Travis, jump on here for a second. Okay. Uh, get your mic hot over there. So uh, just to just to get everybody up to speed, uh, Jennifer. So we live in Las Vegas, and uh, once a year there is this uh, thing called the Electric 
Daisy Carnival. It's a techno music festival, mm -hmm. and they call it EDC for short. And I've never been, um, but I, I've got a little bit of awareness of what it is. Mostly, I just, the couple of years that I've been here now, I get stuck in the traffic every year. And you do as well. That's what happened. You were, yeah, I did. it just happened. Because yeah. I, I was thinking, this is, it was like Friday five o'clock traffic mm -hmm. on Sunday mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden my girlfriends and I are looking at because I said I can't believe there's so much traffic we're looking and you see tutus in the back girls in tutus you see EDC painted all over the car everybody kind of dresses like rainbow bright yes, sort of yes, yeah definitely okay. yeah, uh -huh. yeah it's a, Tinkerbell it, yeah it's a rave I mean I don't yeah, know it's if, a rave I don't mm -hmm. know if that's an outdated term now or not but that's that's what it is right glow sticks and things well, that I'm light old, up and so I, I call it a rave we'll go with rave yes. I'm with you <laughs> um, so Trav pull up I know we've got a little bit of uh, video I think I've already got a couple of screens pulled up there some YouTube videos of uh, what EDC is about if you want to oh yeah we were we were all here. talking about it because you know yeah you to, we've all been friends my girlfriends yeah. and i we are early 20s oh yeah so we had those edc okay days. oh yeah. now how far back does this go do you know i don't know how long they've EDC? been doing it yeah uh, not very long okay i don't think okay so you've been to things like this but this not edc no yeah this no. deal is you, they do it out at the uh the speedway mm -hmm. where they have the nascar i mm -hmm. think and uh, it takes over out there. So go ahead and blow this up full screen, Travis, and then we'll just uh, uh, <laughs> be right it. there. Yeah, we'll get a get a glimpse for people who are watching on our uh, YouTube channel down there. Hit play. Wow, look at that. And then, Is that a uh, stage? Let's <gasps> bring, bring the volume down a little bit. <laughs> wow. Yeah, a little bit, little bit more, Travis. Go ahead and bring that volume down. There we go. And uh, so to be young again. So we got to get the. This looks like Travis's son Hayden up here a little bit, doesn't it? There. It does. Uh, oh my God, it does. It, 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 it does. DJ on the turntables, and you got the people dancing and everything. Yeah. All right. Now, Travis, I, I told him to, to fire up his mic there because he had some, some parenting questions about this. Okay. All right. Of course, uh, Jennifer, the Mirror Kids are, uh, there's, there's three of them, and they're what ages now? Bella will be 14 on July 1st. Mm -hmm. Cage is 11, and Ronan just turned eight last week. He's oh. he has, his birthday's the day before mine. Okay, okay. Go. You just let this play, Travis. We'll just keep it low in the background. Keep it up here on the monitor so people can uh, watch amazing. what we're Look talking about. Yeah, wow. as this is going. So, so Travis, your question was was what about this whole thing? I don't know. I thought maybe you guys were a little bit more hip than I am. I we are. Be, I try to be open-minded about a lot yeah. of this stuff, mm -hmm. but uh, I've, I've never been to a rave. It doesn't look like something I would enjoy, but I see a lot of my friends have kids that are 16, 17, and they were taking pictures of their kids, putting on Instagram, and they dropped them off there. Oh, like it was prom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just wasn't, uh, wasn't sure how I felt about that, or if I'm just I'm getting a little bit old and I'm that guy, mm -hmm. um, or if... if what were you thought about that? Um, I'm gonna bring this down yeah. a little bit. Yeah, that's that. Um, Sixteen and seventeen. Okay, so now I have my oldest son, Marcus, is almost gonna be twenty-five, and he's been to EDC. No, oh, of course he has. Yes. After though, I mean, twenty-one and up though. I've, yeah. I I don't honestly. I don't. Um, I can't see Frank and I dropping our kids off. I think they're at all. I yeah. mean, are are they going with their kids? Oh, oh no, they they dropped them off, and uh, oh, I no, was no, actually no. uncomfortable looking at the Instagram pictures because they they're sixteen year old daughters. It wasn't boys; it was daughters. No, no way. Looked like 
everybody no else in the way. crowd. No way. Okay, no so you're, way. So you're saying, Jennifer, right offhand, there's no way that you no would way. let the kids go if you weren't with them. <laughs> Is that right? No, no. And even if I did, yeah. Frank, no. There's no way. I mean, yeah. But so, so it's definitely a no them going without you, and it's probably a no even going with you. Yeah, I mean, I, and I, it's just from my own experience. I mean, you know, in my 20s, like we were just saying, my girlfriends and I, we went to raves, we went, you know, we partied. Um, it's, I don't think it's an environment for a 16 or a 17 year old. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I just, I don't. Okay. My objection with this, if I had the teenagers, would be mostly musical in nature. I'm worried about what this is doing to their musical taste. So I think my <laughs> my concerns would mostly be born out of that. Because I can't, I, I it's weird. I don't understand what the live draw is. Now, there's a lot of, there's a lot of onstage pageantry as far as like the props and stuff. Mm -hmm. But the actual performers themselves, I mean, it's, there's not a lot you can do other than hop up and down in one place, right? Well, yeah, I mean... You know, it's they, an experience. They tell me sometimes there's drugs involved in this. Oh. Is I that right? Is that, I hear that. I am almost 100% positive. Well, see, that's another thing that wouldn't <laughs> appeal to me then. So, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, you know, hey, you're in your 20s, you're young, you know, you have the whole world ahead mm -hmm. of you. Awesome. No, <laughs> but 16, 17. Yeah. It, especially in Vegas. Frank and I talk about that all the time. It's really hard here because, you know, I'm, I grew up in, born and raised in Sacramento, California. It's yeah. different. Mm -hmm. Here, you know, partying and, and drinking and gambling and doing drugs and all of those things, it's so accessible mm. that I think why why start promoting that so early at 16 and 17 mm -hmm. and showing them, see, look, you know, start 16, 17, 18, 19, you know, look at all the fun you can have. You don't even have to be 21. I don't, I don't know. I just, I think their minds, I, I want to try to keep them, you know, as young. innocent. Yeah. Okay. Just as young as possible. They have, they have plenty of time to now, do now, all that. Now see my mom. Now let me ask you a mom question about this then, because my experience growing up of going to concerts before I was old enough to drive myself mm -hmm. is that my mom would drop, you know, me and my friends off in the minivan outside Reunion Arena there in Dallas, which is where the, the Dallas Mavericks would play at the time. But it was and you know, we're going to metal shows and stuff like that, but mm -hmm. it was you know, you're inside a basketball arena um, you know, the most I can ever remember seeing is you're smelling pot and maybe occasionally seeing it somewhere if somebody mm -hmm. had it, but that's really it, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, so I, I mean that to me, that's innocuous enough. I guess if I was a, a parent and my kid was 15, 16, well, at 16, they could drive. But I mean, before that I could see them going to something like that. Now, can you, do you guys think you'd even be at that point of allowing that? I don't know. Frank's pretty protective. I, yeah. I don't know. I mean, our daughter, she loves concerts. I love music. She loves music. And even just me taking Isabella to a concert, Frank's right there with us. I mean, Katy Perry, Justin Bieber, he's real, you know, he's a safety. He yeah. worries about safety. Yes. Not that I don't think there's too many raging lunatics like Katy Perry. Although, I'm going to say was so crazy to me is all of the pedophiles like the pedophile looking people at the katie i know i'm i'm being serious yeah. 
It's yeah. horrible. It was horrible. It was scary. That was that scared me. Yeah. 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 Frank was telling me when you guys, I didn't know about Katy Perry, but he said when you went to Justin Bieber that uh, oh. it was just it was a lot of a lot of screaming. In the mm-hmm. back, and he in a lot of Clash of Clans playing for him. He said he got in a lot of Clash. He of played Clans. Clash of Clans, and it actually Justin Bieber was at MGM, and yeah. you know Frank's fought at MGM. Yes. So when we were in there, and it was just you know screaming, and I said, "Well, babe, I mean you've you fought, and the crowd's cheering, but he says there's something about eighteen thousand screaming, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen year olds." Mm-hmm. It's way different. Well, what's funny about that is you could probably replace all of those 12,000 screaming teenagers with the 12,000 screaming teenagers' dads, and that was probably the audience he had. You know, like it was just probably all <laughs> the dads. Was, or, yeah, there weren't, there weren't too many dads. And yeah, yeah, he played, he just played Clash of Clans the whole yeah, time. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I don't know what I would do with this because I... Um, now, but did anybody die? Don't they? They always like to claim yeah. at least one casualty yeah, every they year, do. right? Yeah. Has everybody lived through this so far this year? I haven't heard of any deaths. Did you, did you Travis? I haven't seen any deaths. But, yeah, uh, it's not over ate. with though, is it? No, uh, no, still time. Okay. Still time. I think they had uh, <laughs> quite a bit more arrests and uh, medical incidents than they did last oh, year. Oh, okay. Fewer mm-hmm. deaths, more arrests. So uh, it's a mixed mm-hmm. bag. Yeah, I um, I don't know what I would do because it's like, on the one hand, I don't want my kid to miss out on a, a musical experience. On the other hand, though, this ju- this seems to bring, st- apart from the, the, the kind of security things like Frank is concerned with, I'm just thinking about like, I mean, I got my car last night. I left, um, I went to, uh, where was I? Where did we go last night? Oh, 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 I know. We went to, uh, we were, uh, Jennifer and I were eating at, uh, uh, over at Mandalay Bay. And I got my car, it was like 100 and something degrees at 11 p.m. So I just worry about, like, my kids being out in this heat, if nothing else. Dehydrated. That's what my girlfriend Jen was just saying. Because we were, you know, like I said, we were talking about it in the car. Yeah. And she was saying that, you know, the dehydration. Well, actually, that's really what the the medical attention is usually dehydration. Yeah. Because, you know, especially if they're doing doing drugs. Yeah. And you're, it's already dehydrating you and Mm. raising your your body temperature. And then you're adding heat, Mm -hmm. not drinking, Mm -hmm. dancing, and then maybe even drinking alcohol on top of it. Mm -hmm. No, no. Well, you know what those kids need? Real water. (laughs) Get real. Yes, exactly. Uh, By uh, drinking real water, go to uh, get, uh, go to, um, uh, drinkrealwater.com and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. Now, let me tell you, you know, Frank and I talk about real water all the time and uh, they're a good sponsor here on the Phone Booth Fighting Podcast and uh, keeping us hydrated. But uh, this really hit home with me. They're, uh, uh, they're uh, 8.0 pH that utilizes their proprietary E2 technology, making it the only drinking water on the market that can maintain a stable negative ionization. Because uh, Jennifer, uh, my Jennifer, uh, ordered the some um, like kind of green drink, vitamin supplement mm-hmm. stuff uh, online the other day. It arrived. She's mixing it up. You know, both of our green drinks and all this, and it came with these little tabs where you test your acidity mm. versus your mm. alkalinity, right? Mm-hmm. And the whole idea of the supplements that she was ordering was to boost your alkalinity, and that is one of the things that uh, real water. 
uh, brags about is being, uh, uh, I say brags about, I mean he's able to claim uh, that they are alkaline with an 8.0 pH and negative ionized. So uh, I put the little tab thing on my uh, tongue for the test. Turns out I'm great. Just really? right where I need to be. And I looked at her and I just said, no, nah, real water. <laughs> I think uh, I think that's uh, has me right where I need to be. So thank you, Real Water. Get real at uh, drinkrealwater.com. And also uh, a, uh, a shout-out and uh, a mention of the promo code at uh, earthsbrew.com, also one of our sponsors. Uh, if you go to earthsbrew.com, you will get uh, 10% off of all orders at checkout uh, by entering the promo code PHONEBOOTH just for our phone booth fighting listeners. Um Jonathan, one of the co-creators of Earth's Brew, sent me a text uh, this afternoon that I wanted to read. He said, uh, I wore my phone booth fighting logo shirt today, and my toddler daughter pointed to the picture and said, Mommy and Daddy, it cracked me up. You clearly have very strong masculine fe- uh, facial features in real life that the drawing doesn't capture. He's talking about me. Oh and he God. says, uh, she also clearly gives me way too much credit because I am no Frank Mir. So basically, uh, Jonathan from Earthsbrew, his daughter looked at our uh, logo and thought that Frank and I were uh, her mom and dad. <laughs> that is funny. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you I know, mean, I'm... I'm I'm you know. I'm secure in my femininity. Um, Kids are so honest. I it's yeah. Well, and I, uh. I certainly hope Jonathan could do better than me. So uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm assuming he did. But uh, um, but uh, Earth Brew is an all natural plant based uh, supplement. 15 calories per serving. No artificial uh, sweeteners, additives, preservatives, and uh, for a vegan like me. All of that is important. It's a natural way to relax. And Travis, I know after a long, hard day of uh, slinging rock or grinding stone or whatever it is uh, he's out there doing on the the, uh, the the highways and byways, he's enjoying some earth sprue, right? Uh, Travis, you have taken to the regimen. That's right. Yes. I uh, <laughs> got, uh, got Travis a box, and uh, he's been enjoying that. So you can as well if you go to earthsbrew.com, put in the promo code PHONEBOOTH, 10% off all orders at earthsbrew.com. I'm looking at the questions. Oh, the questions. Yeah, yeah. we're about ready to do a little uh, Ask <clears throat> Mrs. Mirror here. Uh, we solicited questions online. And uh, I should also say, if you'd like to get a uh, Phone Booth Fighting logo t-shirt, like what we were just talking about, uh, Jennifer's wearing one right now. She's wearing the new ladies Phone Booth Fighting shirt. Yes, it fits uh, great. Yes, it does. It looks great on you. Yep. If you're watching the uh, the Phone Booth Fighting YouTube channel, you can see it. We've got uh, this lady's uh, design and we've got the ones we've had for uh, some time. And we've also got the limited edition uh, Black on Black, which is, uh, uh, we just did a limited run of those. So all those are at uh, phoneboothfighting.com. Click on the store, and uh, all the shirts are on sale right now. You can also click on our Amazon banner and help support the show. That way, if you click through the Amazon banner, uh, it's of no extra cost to you if you shop on Amazon, but we get a little small percentage kickback to us, and that helps benefit uh, phone booth fighting. As Frank said, Jennifer, he's like, it's the best of uh, both worlds because 
uh, you can help support the podcast and take money from Amazon. I know. So uh, <laughs> that's kind of nice. All right, let's see here, Jennifer. All right, I'm gonna, I'm going to pitch you a few questions here. Okay. This is uh, Ask you Mrs. Mir. You have to do the third one. And then, okay, we'll get to that, like one. that one. All right, and uh, just one at a time here. I'll uh, get your response. All right, here's one from uh, Tay Kang. Uh, Tay says to Jennifer, would you rather see Frank get beat up and win a fight <laughs> or lose quickly without getting too hurt? Oh, beat up and win a fight. I knew. I mean, absolutely. I knew I mean, you'd be honest about well, that. Well, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, any. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I've lived with a fighter for fifteen years. Sure. It, trust me, he losing is it's not fun. Yeah. Well, losing is not fun. Losing no. isn't fun, and and win bonuses are. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know. And it's funny. I mean, because he's gotten hurt. Mm-hmm. He's been hurt and won a fight. Yeah. And yeah, it doesn't doesn't hurt as bad. Like he doesn't feel the. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, as much, yeah, I I, I'm sure we're not talking about like a broken limb or something like that. Oh, but if, no, but I mean, black eyes. Yeah, it's either it's either over quick and he loses, but he doesn't he doesn't take any uh, any any punishment. But but, you know, that's that's the day at the office. I mean, that's kind of part of it is there's yeah, going to be some bumps and, and bruises. Right? Yeah, but I mean, and then he's miserable, though. Yeah, I mean, that's I think that's the thing I you have to understand. Obviously, I don't want to see him get hurt. Yeah. But this is just what we signed up for. Mm-hmm. So I want him to win because mm-hmm. he so much time and energy and everything has gone into the preparation for this fight that to not come out with a win, that's just, you know, that's just, yeah, that's not fun. Yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be uh, uh, better in the long run after the, the cuts and bruises heal because you've got to oh, win. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, and believe momentum. me, I mean, he's had you know, stitches and, mm-hmm. and we're still, you know, mm-hmm. he's, we're celebrating. I mean, it's celebrating. Well, yeah, because if you think about, you know, a lot of people probably don't think about what goes into the the months that follow a fight or that are in between fights, because let's just say, for example, uh, let's say that you're in between, uh, uh, or you're, ne- let's say you're negotiating a new contract. Well, it's a lot better to negotiate a, a uh, new contract from a standpoint of strength, you know, hey, I'm on a three-fight win streak or something like that, than it would be if you're coming off a loss and whoever's negotiating with you is mm-hmm. trying to use that to, to lowball you a little bit. So stuff like that matters, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it, yeah, there's just there's so much that goes into it. I mean, it's weeks, you know, mm-hmm. of sacrifice and, you know, Frank having to miss, you know, stuff with the kids and that's hard for him and, you know, the diet and there's just, there's just so many factors. So no matter what, he wants to come out with that win. All right. And I do for him too, because yeah. he's miserable when he loses. Yeah. You know? All right. Uh, here's one from Nick the Dane. Uh, Nick says, what is Frank's worst habit at home? <laughs> that is so hilarious. Well, I thought you were going to say it's so I, hard to answer. It, it, no, it is. It, is, from. it okay. is hard to answer. Mm-hmm. I love my husband. He's mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. And he has a lot of great qualities. But um, yeah, let's see. Worst habit. Uh, it used to be putting the wet towel on the bed, but I think I freaked out enough. We've, we've fixed that. Why would he do that? You mean like the coming wet towel, out of the shower? Yes. Yeah, and and just, yes. And another, well, one thing he yeah. gets, I mean, I don't know. The bath mat is on the outside of the shower. Yes. I get my towel and I'm pretty much dry by the time I even get on the bath mat. Yeah. Frank bypasses, like the towel's in his hand, Mm -hmm. but he bypasses the shower, the bath mat, 
and just walks, makes it to the bed and then sits at the edge of the bed, never holding the towel, but never using the towel. Oh, that would drive it's me very, crazy. Too. No, Richard. Mm. It, like I said, I love him mm. to death, but oh my gosh, I want to just strangle him that. And then... Um, I know I'm all we could have a whole segment on this. Yeah. That that's that's a big one. And then um he's very messy. And to his defense, when we first got together, he told me I am a slob. Hmm. Well, when we got together, I mean I had Marcus, so I thought mm-hmm. I'm so clean, I'll be clean enough for both of us. Mm-hmm. But then we started adding all the kids in. Mm-hmm. So now I kind of wished he was a little bit more mm. clean. But. Do you know what? That is one of my biggest concerns about if I were to ever have kids mm-hmm. is I would work. I know there would need to be some point <laughs> that I kind of let go of the control of oh, having a really neat You have to let it go. See, you have to. Because your kids, be your kids do don't care. Right. You know, they, do, you know, do they care if... My kitchen was clean. If if the bathroom's spotless, if when everyone comes over, my house is immaculate, or do they care that I sat and read a book with them, I mm-hmm. played with them, and so I always think that. And it was hard for me. And you know, Frank actually helped me with that because I was so neurotic with the house. And you know, you have the kids, and 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 they don't care. See, so. my neuroses would go even deeper than that. <laughs> I would be in my kid's closet going. Okay, there's 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 empty hangers mixed among the clothes that are hanging here. There's oh. a, where there's not an empty hanger. No, ask my kids. They they, they've go. got to pull them, and you know, I mean, I but I teach them that too. They have to pull the hangers, then put them in the front. But yeah, in the in the big picture, yeah. you have to let some stuff go. Yeah. And I mean, that's honestly that's one of them. But to um to their question, there there's a lot of things. Um, mm-hmm. You know, my husband's he's just not very clean mm-hmm. at all. Okay. Not yeah. very clean would be no. the complaint. I, I have not uh, spent the number of years that you have with him, but uh, I, I have uh, I have done a few overnights with him. And mm-hmm. I'll, I'll say that in my experience, it, it actually was 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 went pretty well because I get I'm, I have to have everything very neat and and he he went along with that pretty well. And then he said he also appreciated the fact that when I was in the uh, I knew it was going to take me longer in the bathroom than him. Mm-hmm. And so uh, when I got out of the shower, I did uh, my hair and makeup and everything out in the common area so that he could have. Oh, yeah, the, that's what I do. Too, yeah. yeah, he yeah. said he appreciated that. Yeah. And, you know, I, I forget. That's right. You guys stayed overnight. Yeah. Well, and Frank's so used to. I mean, I do. I do everything. Yeah. So we go to a hotel room. It falls on the floor. I pick it up. Yeah. I lay his clothes out. I, I mean, I kind of really enable him. Yeah. That's I, right. do. I saw that when we all shared that that sweet together at uh acb when we went and did that that's right yeah i yeah, yeah i enable him i do i, I clean everything because you know it's it's honestly it's just it's not his strong suit and that's okay mm-hmm. i don't mind mm-hmm. um and i know he's going to listen to this to his defense in 15 years more, i know okay yeah. well so everyone i don't want it to come back to him yeah your wife says you're a slob yeah 15 years he has made tremendous strides mm-hmm. let me just say mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. tremendous i mm-hmm. mean really he used to eat in the bed. He doesn't do that anymore. He uh-huh. puts the cap on the toothpaste. I mean, he's made tremendous strides. All so. right. Okay. Here's one. Uh, oh, this is uh, uh, for the rest of us podcast. These guys, uh, I've actually been on their podcast, and they're uh, they're big supporters <laughs> of ours, and they've got uh, they got a great podcast. So check out uh, for the rest of us podcast. Uh, they have the question: Would Mrs. Mirror ever consider doing her own podcast? You would be great at a podcast. <laughs> you have a great personality for this. Um. Yeah, I, if if there was an interest in people listening to what I have to say, yeah, 
Yeah. yeah, it's funny. My girlfriends, they tell me all the time, you need to start a blog. You need mm-hmm. to, not talking about Frank's uncleanliness, obviously, yeah. but talking about, you know, diet, exercise, mm-hmm. mom stuff, mm-hmm. just, yeah. I guess what I've learned in 43 years. Sure. Passing well, it on. Well, I mean, we we got a, we've always gotten a lot of uh, a lot of very strong uh, positive feedback about our Ask Mrs. Mirror segments. So maybe you know, eventually, maybe just even if you didn't have time to do it all the time, we could just do like the periodic special yeah. edition. You know, yeah, we could like, start there. Yeah, like when um, the Jeffersons moved in next door to the bunkers, you know, and for the longest <laughs> time they would pop up periodically mm-hmm. on all in the family episodes, and then all of a sudden there was they had their own series, the Jeffersons. Mm-hmm. They moved on up. Yeah. All right, let's. Uh, see let's flip over to frank's instagram here thank you travis let's see uh okay what, oh what travis okay you know what i'm, I'm looking at a really good one right okay now. what do you see? um Who's joe it? rogers 646 yeah what does he have this is very good he says would you ever ask frank to retire if you thought it was time but he did oh, it is a good question it is a good question and the answer is no uh when we first got together mm-hmm. that was something that we discussed um and I don't, it, I know it's hard for people to understand that and the best way I can try to explain it. So, so I know obviously that me and the kids come first, mm-hmm. but I also kind of have to know, like I have to accept that even though I know we come first, fighting, I put first, fighting first on his list for him. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. So in, I can't ask him, it's such a small window if you think a professional athlete and I can't ever be the one that asks him to quit. Cause number one, I don't want that. You know, I don't want any resentment at all or anything on my shoulders. Yeah. I signed up for this. I knew that this is what he wanted to do. If he asks me, Frank knows I give him a hundred percent honest answer mm-hmm. times when he doesn't want to hear it. Mm-hmm. So if he asked me what I thought, but I'll never, ever, ever ask him to quit. I won't. That's just a decision he has to make on his own. Yeah, the, yeah, the, the mm-hmm. resentment thing is an important thing to put. Because even if you don't, even if he doesn't realize it at the time, that's what, because this is one of those things too, that because you do literally age out of this occupation, mm-hmm. it's not like college where you could always go, go back, back if you wanted yeah. to, right? So You can't. I mean, when yeah. it's done, it's done. And I, I just don't want to be responsible for... You know, this Frank fighting, it's just, it's a part of him. It's, it's, it's in him. And it's, it's, he's like living his dream. He gets to do what he loves to do. And I know that it, the time is limited. I mean, I'm sure he'll always train. I'm sure, you know, our daughter's into it. I'm sure he'll, you know, hit, you know, hold pads for her and stuff. But the Mm -hmm. actual competing, getting into the octagon Mm -hmm. and on that level, it's, it's, it's timed. It's, it's, there's only so much time. And so that's just something that, um, I, I, I won't ever ask him mm-hmm. to do. And that's going to be, I, I'm not, it would be tough. I, I'm not yeah. saying that it would be really hard. And I, especially if, you know, a doctor was saying, look, you can't take any more. You need to, mm-hmm. athletic commission's pretty good though. I mean, they're really thorough with checking him and, and doing all the testing and stuff. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Well, and maybe with, uh, you know, as, as, I mean, Bella's, your daughter's <laughs> interested in this. And if one or more of the kids continues to be interested in it, maybe that's a good way to kind of ease into the. I'm, I, I really you know. am. I'm, I'm thinking that because he has such an interest um, yeah. um, in Isabella. Now, Isabella, I think when he's fine, when he finally let go of the not having any of his kids fight uh-huh. and now being more accepting to Isabella, I'm seeing that I'm, I'm. 
I'm kind of hoping that that's going to be his transition. Mm-hmm. It seems like it's going to be. You know what? I, mm-hmm. I had a thought about that because mm-hmm. we were, I was watching the, the Holly Holm fight uh, this weekend mm-hmm. that Frank and I were talking about at the beginning of the show. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know, she's the preacher's daughter. And I mm-hmm. thought, I wonder if, if Isabella pursues fighting, do you think we could get her to adopt the, the uh, moniker, the atheist daughter? <laughs> I wouldn't let her do that. You don't like that? I think that's real I catchy. I don't know. Maybe I just we have need a self-serving agenda Angry there. atheist daughter. I used to call Frank the angry atheist. He needs to like have, he needs to market that or something. Make yeah. a t-shirt, the angry and atheist. We should see if angryatheist.com is, uh, is taken. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, that's, that's I think, between between her interest in fighting and then hopefully mm-hmm. also the podcasting. See, that's, that's the interesting thing. Uh, th- th- this has been the real discovery for me because, you know, um, and we've, we've talked about this before to some degree, but I, in broadcasting, had never had a partner because uh, I, I didn't sort of trust that anybody would be would would work hard at it with me mm-hmm. and that sort of thing and I just liked the fact that I could make all the decisions and uh, you know when when everything came about with phone booth fighting and and Frank this has been such an amazingly pleasant discovery about how committed he is to this mm-hmm. and how hard he works at mm-hmm. it and how good he wants it uh, to be mm-hmm. because now it's sort of like I I consider him um, I, I consider a good significant uh, portion of his energy going to podcasting just as mm-hmm. I do fighting and I think he enjoys it so maybe this will be a and you know uh, unlike fighting this is something you can actually mm-hmm. keep doing oh so, yeah no yeah. he loves it and, and and it's the same too with commentating he gets yeah, that right, rush right. you know That's he true. gets Com- yeah. talking about fights yeah um you guys going back and forth yeah yeah he he has a lot of things yeah I mean don't get me wrong it's gonna be hard you know um this is a little information for people because they don't know this um Mm -hmm. when chuck liddell um when he got knocked out it was like how many it it, how many times in a row was it it was it was a few right you remember travis i mean it was it was was more than six it was like the sixth time or fifth it was more than two yeah yeah it was was. and um frank and i were watching the fight pull up his record real quick yeah because i don't want to get it wrong frank and i because he's amazing frank and i were watching the fight in our living room Mm -hmm. and um and you i i think if i remember correctly like joe rogan was saying or i think dana had uh, somebody had Mm -hmm. said like you know dana's gonna ask him this is just it he can't watch him do this anymore and uh frank actually stood up he got up real quick and like walked away. I didn't know. And, uh, he, yeah, he had a really hard time. He got choked up over that. And Mm. I, one, he likes Chuck Liddell a lot. He respects him, but Mm -hmm. I think just how soon that time's going to be where you have to, you have to let it go. I mean, Chuck's an amazing fighter. Obviously he want, um, you know, you, you want to keep, you want to continue to compete, and um yeah, yeah it, he Frank had a really hard time uh that night with that. It it bothered him a lot. His career ended with three straight uh mm-hmm. knockouts. Rich Franklin, Shogun Hua mm-hmm. and Rashad Evans. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So it was yeah. yeah, he had a Frank had a really hard time with that. Yeah, I think it's tough <clears> for <throat> anybody, but it's if it's gonna be easier for anybody to make that transition, it's probably gonna be somebody who has other things like you talked about commentating yeah, podcasting yeah, doing the, other the kids stuff. things that they yeah. can uh, move into go and pull up mm-hmm. some more questions there uh, travis mm-hmm. go back to our questions mm-hmm. page uh all right let's see here you pick one all right let's see here um uh all right do you have a favorite this is from nate heaton 
Do you have a favorite submission? Oh, hold on real quick. What do you like to see when you watch? Because oh, you've, nice. you've, you've seen, you've, you've yeah. now watched a lot of fights, yeah. not only the ones that Frank's in, but, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of like if you're around this, you mm-hmm. can't help but, but you know, mm-hmm. gather some type of appreciation yeah. for it. So is it one of Frank's submissions or I didn't any say. I submission? think you could pick anything. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's see. Um, Frank's submissions, I loved the Tank Abbott fight. Mm-hmm. I liked the... Um, he had his shoulder, uh, his arm in between his legs so he couldn't move and then did the heel hook or toe lock. Toe lock, right? Yeah, toe, it was toe a, hold, a toe hold, right? Toe hold, yeah. yeah. I yeah. don't know the lingo. Yeah, yeah. Toe hold, yeah. 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 That was a, a favorite submission of mine. I really like um, when they do the flying, you know, fly through the air, jump on their back, mm-hmm. choke them out. I, I love that. Okay, yeah, yeah. I do like chokes, I think. Yeah. Chokes are my favorite. You know, uh, uh, my Jennifer now complains when the fights are involve too much stand up. She actually likes the the ground stuff. Oh, as well. I if Frank was here right now, mm-hmm. I love submissions. Mm-hmm. I it's a a big argument between him and I when it's fight when it comes fight time mm-hmm. because you know with the coaches they always get their game plan and then they Frank we Frank and I'll go through our game plan. You know, he'll run it by me and ask me what I think and we go through it and um I I tell him so many times, I just say, you know me, I'm going to tell you, go for the submissions. That's what's been your bread and better, butter. That's mm-hmm. what's made you so much different than the other heavyweights mm-hmm. is your ability to submit people like a small, mm-hmm. little small Brazilian. Yeah. You know? He's so quick and powerful. So I just saw one, Travis. Uh, it's okay. You don't have to go back to it. I just, I'll apologize because I'm, I'm not crediting. Well, wait a second. Okay, I've got it again. Uh, from uh, Hunter B mm-hmm. on Instagram. Of all of Frank's fights, which is your favorite to watch? And this is interesting. Which was your least favorite to watch? Oh, that's easy. Okay. My least favorite was Dan Christensen. Okay. What that made was it your horrible? Just, I mean, specifically, was there anything? It was just, horrible. Um, yeah. Well, you, I, you know, I did that little um, uh, the interview with. Fightland, yeah, Vice. yeah, and I talked yeah. about that in there. You know, mm-hmm. that was just a rough time. It was mm-hmm. after the motorcycle accident. Yeah. We were dealing with a lot of things. Um, I was happy that he fought that fight and he won because you know that was a couple of the fights after. You know, this was the time when they were saying he could never fight again. Yeah. So I was happy with that, but I mean, it was horrible. That's he so, was so, so overweight, and it yeah. was went to decision. It was just it was horrible. But it's interesting because your least favorite is actually a win. It was a win. Yeah, I mean, oh that's, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. That's, that's oh yeah. It was a win. Yeah, yeah, it was a win. It was yeah. That's because a lot of people would probably assume that it would. No, what I'm just gonna say, a lot of people would probably assume that it would be a loss. Oh no! But they're finding out that your least favorite fight yeah. to be involved in was yeah. actually a win. Yeah, yeah, and actually, a lot of his losses, I've liked. I mean, I you know his second fight with Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. I, I, he fought. Uh, that was amazing. I, I, yeah. I, I was so impressed with him. Yeah. I, it was amazing. You know, it's funny you say that because um, after the Arlovsky fight, that was the one where mm-hmm. we were at Red Rock, right? Yep. After the fight and all mm-hmm. that. So I, um, I, I, it was it was interesting because my my perspective on that was different than a lot of people would probably think. Because um, I was, uh, you know, down there, of course, uh, blurring the line between uh, media and friendship. So I'm, uh, mm. I'm sitting there covering the, the fight, right, and uh, having to 
you know, not show any kind of reaction or any kind of thing like mm-hmm. that. Because this fight, you know, went to decision, and I thought it was a debatable uh, decision. But mm-hmm. you know, no one, no one complained too much, not like a robbery or anything like that. But, mm-hmm. um, but after the fight, uh, you guys were at, uh, you guys had the a, a room at Red Rock, mm-hmm. and everybody just kind of came over, and there was like a lot of food and baby and Thule or running around <laughs> stuff like that. And I went over, and I thought. I was going over there and I was walking in thinking, well, this, you know, I mean, I, I, I want to be there as a friend, but it's probably going to be like real somber. You know, it's probably like everybody's just going to kind of be sitting around depressed. Mm-hmm. And it really wasn't like that. No, no. The kids. I mean, I I'm never... sure I'm sure it would have been a bigger party if it would have been a win, but it was still like everybody was everybody. Everyone was. Right? Uh, yeah. Everyone was there to support him. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the thing, too. I think, um, again, we go back to all of the weeks and everything that goes into it. So mm-hmm. we celebrate Frank's um, achievement. Mm-hmm. I mean, win or lose. You know, I tell him every time he goes out um, into the octagon, I tell him every single time I tell him, no matter what happens tonight, mm-hmm. this moment can never be taken from you. Mm-hmm. I mean, win or lose, you're still in this octagon. You know, when you're 60, you're going to look back at these moments and relive them over and over in your head. And like, that can't be taken from you. It's your moment. Enjoy it. Soak it up. You know, walking into the octagon, getting into the octagon, you know, everything, just soak it all up because again, you know, we talk about it being limited. It's a limited time mm-hmm. for him to compete. So we sell, ce- we were celebrated. Yeah. We had the kids, we were doing DJ, they were dancing and mm-hmm. you know, we had our friends there. We were eating. We stayed the whole weekend, mm-hmm. uh, the whole group, everybody. Yeah. We were in the pool. Yeah. It, it would be, <laughs> if you took it out of context, it would be very confusing for somebody to just see if they didn't know the context, because it appears to be an extended family vacation with <laughs> one member of looking like they had just been in a bad car wreck. But nobody seems all that concerned. I mean, everybody's still just having a good time. Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah. We we're, we're, we celebrate him. We celebrate yeah. him, you know, just getting into that octagon, everything that it takes to get into it and all the sacrifices. And, you know, I mean, and it's a job for him also, and he does it for his family on top. I mean, obviously, yeah. first and foremost, it's his love for the sport. Yeah. But, you know, he does it for us too, so... We celebrate him. I think that win or lose, he should still be celebrated. Here's one from uh, Benjamin8213. He says, do you have a say, Jennifer, in how many weapons Frank carries? Because this is, I mean, it, it's, a, it's, it's a lot. It's, it's a, it is. And, you know, anytime I say anything mm-hmm. at all, mm-hmm. you know, baby, you know, you're going to buy another knife. You're going to buy. He'll say, the day we stop buying purses and shoes... I'll stop buying knives and guns. Hmm. But I, you know so what? I'm not sure I believe that. I, I, no, I think don't, you believe, could stop yeah, don't believe it. Because actually, could, yeah. yeah, actually, yeah. I've kind of been obsessed with vacations for the last couple of years. So yeah. I'm not really in so much into the purses and shoes. But he, he would, come on, he would buy, he's just, I know, if he could wear... 50 knives on him i think he yeah would do it it's you know he's very much an open book but one of the few just like secrets he's ever asked me to keep 
is he was going through his whole process with me about, well, I carry this for this reason and this type of weapon for here and that type of weapon for here. And then he told me of like one or two places that he has them. Oh, yeah. And he just said, now, don't don't ever tell anybody about those. Oh, yeah. I was I, I was thinking that when you, I was like, you're not going to say that right now, right? Yeah. Yeah. he's very, he yeah. doesn't tell that to any, anybody. Yeah. In case yeah. somebody's just plotting a long-term attack, you know, in case they've, yeah. they've got their schematics and their blueprints mm-hmm. out right now and they're watching mm-hmm. film, when they think they've got it all figured out, but he's got one or two. Well, and wait, have you, know. you ever seen... I don't think you've ever noticed when we go out as a family. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the kids? Uh, I'll tell you what I've seen. Um, I, the my only perspective on this was we were at we were doing an appearance for the podcast, mm-hmm. and we had brought out the phone booth fighting banner. It's a big banner and all this kind of stuff. And I had to cut down. I had to cut it down with zip ties. Now, I foolish me, I went into the event unarmed. So uh, I didn't have anything to cut it down with. And I just said something, and I think it was you. I think, Jennifer, you said, uh, you asked Bella to oh, surrender right. her blade. Yeah, because so you I said, does anybody... Cut the zip yeah, ties. Yeah. yeah, so I said, Bella, do you have your knife on and you? And she looked at you like, are you are you sure? Because if I give this up, I'm going to be unarmed. And she didn't <laughs> no, say she that. No, she won't be unarmed. She carries... Oh, okay. Well, oh, yeah, yeah, she carries like 13 knives on her. Okay. Yeah, well, there, she won't yeah. be unarmed. Yeah, but there, she had a look like, are you sure this is okay to surrender this weapon? Because yeah. you said something like, don't worry, you're getting it back. He just has to use it to cut the zip yes, ties. Yes, it's so funny. Yeah. So Frank... He, well, now Bella's old enough, so she keeps her own knives. Each mm-hmm. kid has their own safe. Yeah. And so Ronan, though he's little, so Ronan... Mm-hmm. Um, Ronan... Um, Daddy keeps the knives, so then when we do go out, he puts them all in his, you know, the pockets, the different pockets, back pocket, side pocket, Yeah, showing him everything. Yeah, so he's, you know, Ronan's strapped up. Okay, so all the, okay, so hold on, we've got a, something's going on with the kid somewhere or something. It was interesting, I saw... uh, I saw Roxana was like, uh, you hear the kids, and see, right now, I would not be able, being not having kids myself, I would not be able to pick out the particular squeal of my child over a different one, you, 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 but I noticed she could. To, you can. Yeah. yeah, you can. It's weird. It's very, it's a very animalistic. You yeah. know, if you're at a park or Chuck E. Cheese or mm-hmm. wherever, you know your kids cry. Okay. Or yell or, yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah, because it's like uh, it's like uh, when when uh, Nala hears a dog on television at our house, she kind of mm-hmm. you know yeah. she kind of perks up. I noticed Roxana yeah. did that. You know what Jennifer can do that I can't even do in our house. Jennifer can tell all the cats' voices apart. So oh. when one of them meows, yeah, she's she like, knows? oh yeah, that's that's Jude. He's hungry, or she knows which one uh, which yeah. one it is. All right, well we'll find uh, maybe one more question here uh, while uh, while we're looking. Um, well, here's a good one. How about from uh, Quinn Bowman? What's the number one piece of advice you would give on marriage, Jennifer? Now, you guys have been married about as long as Frank's been in the UFC, right? More or less? Years. 15 years. All right. What's the number one piece of advice you would give somebody? Um, invest in a good therapist. Okay. Number one. Yeah. And... Um, you can't... I think there can't be any egos. You mm-hmm. can't, there can't be a right. Mm. Mm-hmm. I think you have to let that go. Yeah. You know, uh, the trying to be right, the having an ego, you, you just, you have to let that go. It's a constant compromise. 
constant yeah. compromise. Yeah. Be willing to compromise. So, yeah. Be willing to compromise always. Yeah. A lot of the time. A, a lot. I mean, and, and believe me, he does too. Yeah. We both well, do. Both people have to. I, I want to ask your thoughts then before we uh, we uh, wrap things up. And just, just so everybody knows, we I think we talked about this on the last episode, but Frank's uh, overseas for a couple of weeks. So what we're going to be doing is we're going to be getting Frank via FaceTime uh, mm-hmm. like we did tonight. But he'll be doing full episodes with us mm-hmm. as well. And we'll get him up on the screen. And then we're going to have a series of uh, guest hosts coming uh in it was uh we started with the one that that we uh we knew we could book because she lives here in uh mrs mirror so uh but we're going to get some other uh some other folks in to to help us out as well over the next couple of weeks so if you're used to your twice weekly phone booth fighting then uh you you won't have any interruption we're going to keep uh cranking out new episodes for you but i wanted to ask your because we never talked uh, on the air about the evolution of the podcast itself because what the first thing i just want to make sure i do publicly and, and really on behalf of all of our listeners is thank you for letting us do this mm-hmm. because this is a major time investment mm-hmm. you know it is i mean it's it's frank i mean we started out we've been doing this about a year and a half mm-hmm. and um you know, we started out doing it once a week, mm-hmm. and Frank wanted to go to two times a week. That was all his idea because uh, yeah, he felt I, like I we had too much content. Should, yeah, he yeah. should do it two times a week. Yeah. Once wasn't enough. Yeah, but it's like, you know, we come, I mean, not even before we built out the bunker here, and I'll get to that in a second, but I mean, just the fact that, you know, I'm showing up and uh, twice a week and uh, keeping him up late and because uh, we do this at night, a lot of times after everybody's gone to bed, mm-hmm. and then I started bringing people over, you know, <laughs> I, I showed up with John from like Blue. Travis, though. Well, Travis is a good guy. Yeah, Travis <laughs> is, a, is a, a good hand to have, but like, you know, I mean, there was one time I brought a, a John Popper from Blue's Travel. Yeah. over about midnight after every yeah. i think everybody had gone to that bed one. i was you yeah were oh well asleep. you know i'm i'm in bed yeah. early but yeah. still i mean it's like you know this is your home so yeah. i'm traipsing through here and every time you know i'm i'm coming showing up with more and more equipment that i'm leaving behind and then uh we came up with the idea you know we needed to have a video component and we needed to have a studio mm-hmm. and it, it, to your credit because i I was thinking you guys had this little room that that you you weren't using, and you know I thought, well, I guess we could do that, but I sure wasn't going to suggest it. And it was your suggestion. You were like, hey, you know what? You guys should use the wine cellar room. So so anyway, thanks for letting us. Oh yeah. Thanks for letting me come over and play. I appreciate that. Of course. But um, what were your thoughts? I'd just like to ask because I've never I've even actually asked you. But what can you kind of remember? Like what your thoughts were about the podcast like as it started and as it grew what your observations yeah, so were remember, and things so remember frank um we frank and i were just talking about this because remember frank was doing that radio how it all started was he was doing mm-hmm. that radio station you yeah and there was ricky yep. and then there was you yeah and then the there ended up not being the radio station anymore and let me just get everybody up to speed on that yeah, real quick so, you, so what was happening was the there was facts. a local mm-hmm. terrestrial radio station mm-hmm. and they were paying uh uh frank and ricky lundell to do a show mm-hmm. together mm-hmm. and then uh they they got me involved in it mm-hmm. and i actually was not even living in las vegas yet i was mm-hmm. doing it basically like we just did with frank yeah. uh with a uh, uh internet connection and so we all worked on that for for a little period of time but then the uh the sponsor 
that was brokering that time, it was a, a law firm in town, quit doing it. So at that point, there was no more terrestrial radio show. Yes. So, and so, and, and then, so then when Frank, um, I remember we were at Ricky's, I believe, and we were having the conversation and I said, well, I mean, why do you have to have, why do you have to have a radio station? Mm-hmm. I mean, can't you guys just, I didn't know exactly what you can do, but I said, can't you guys just do your own radio show? I mean, yeah. and so then it kind of, and then I think everyone just was talking and everyone kind of had the same, you know, thought and mm-hmm. it just, and that's what happened. But I, I loved it. I, I wanted him to do a radio show. Yeah. So there was yeah. never a point where you were like, you didn't realize like how much time was going to be no involved. No way. No way. I, no, I, I love, I love this guy it. that's showing up. No, no, yeah. I loved it. Yeah. And we're pretty fond of you. Thank too. you. Yeah. Thank you. Well, we should have had, um, that, that drive home. We should have had that, uh, taped one time. Remember we yeah. talked for like the whole four hours. I yeah. Think. I remember that. Yeah. That was pretty good. Frank was snoring in the back yeah. seat and you and I were doing our own, uh, <laughs> yeah, we were our own podcast. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, no, Frank, um, yeah, you've been a really good, um, yeah, he likes you. Well, thanks. Well, I like him. Uh, I like him too. I, you know, and I, 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 I say this, but it's, it's, I. He has been such a um, a pleasant surprise as far as doing this show. I mean, mm-hmm. friendship aside, because I, I have this great friendship with him now. But just in terms of doing the show, because if if you would have just asked me, coming from my broadcasting background, mm-hmm. if you would have just presented me with this idea on paper hey uh we got a guy he's one of the you know the the greatest uh uh mma fighters of all time and he's interested in doing a a podcast now that he's in his mid-30s everything about that on paper looks concerning to me now not not from a marketability standpoint Mm -hmm. because you got a big name to market but Mm -hmm. my experience has been just working around like sports talk radio and things like that that a lot of times the professional athlete who then mm-hmm. gets into broadcasting, mm-hmm. they think it's just, oh, it's nothing. You just sit down and say whatever comes to the top of your mind. There's no preparation. There's no thought that has to go into it. Oh, and a lot yeah. of times what ends up happening is they get kind of, they're kind of lazy at it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so if if you would have just presented it to me on paper, I would have those would have been my reservations because I would have been like, boy. I don't know if this guy's going to know everything that's involved in doing this, but it's been mm-hmm. such a pleasant surprise because he actually pushes me. You know, that's mm-hmm. the that's the way that it's really mm-hmm. been. And I, one of my fondest memories about uh, the the evolution of the podcast was when we were uh, we were still uh, doing the show every night just out here on the porch, and we'll probably do that again uh, once it cools off a little bit. Do some some outdoor episodes mm-hmm. as well for you guys. But we would just get together out there on the patio and do these, and that's kind of where the first episodes, uh, uh, you know, how everything came together. And I remember showing him the first numbers of all the people that were listening and all the different areas of the world that they were mm-hmm. listening in. And it really seemed to catch him off guard. He was like, I just, he's like, I knew people were listening, but in my mind, until you're showing it to me on paper, I was just thinking it's just the two of us sitting out here mm-hmm. having a conversation. He's like, oh my gosh. He's like, now I see them in my head, you know? Yeah. And, and uh, but to his credit, he's really, uh, you know, he's, he's kept up with the demand for that. Like I said, the mm-hmm. twice a week and, and uh, y- you know, getting in the car and driving all night if we had to go mm-hmm. from L.A. to here or whatever we've done for the road Yeah, but I mean, you have to think, too. I mean, look at Jen. Look at your Jen. I mean, yes. it's the same. I think when, you know, again, I mean, I, you know, I signed up for this a long time ago and 
I support him. I mean, yeah. I just, you know, whatever he wants to do and to make him happy, right? I mean, Jen does the same to you. Oh, yeah, it just, it absolutely. makes you guys, it, this makes Frank happy. He likes to talk. He likes to talk about MMA. He yeah. loves your friendship. He loves yeah. going back and forth and yeah. talking, you know, politics and stuff with you. So yeah. this gives him an outlet to do that. And I, I yeah, I 100% and, support him. Yeah, and I think for for my Jennifer, it, uh, and I, actually, I wish she was here. She could talk yeah. about it. Maybe we'll get her on uh, the next yeah. week or so while uh, we're, we're still uh uh, making up for, for Frank's uh, physical absence. But I think one thing with her is she's seen me in um, in broadcasting situations that I, I didn't necessarily enjoy or, you know, had their set of problems that came with them or politics involved with them or whatever. And so I actually think she sees me happiest as happy as I've ever been in broadcasting doing this. And I think mm-hmm. it's almost like the difference between, you know, probably from your standpoint, when you've seen Frank in a period of his career, like, like with a good, uh, group of coaches, coaches a good camp yes. versus mm-hmm. something that mm-hmm. wasn't the best situation for him. Of you course. can tell the difference. Yeah. Oh, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. We've yeah. been through that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. of course. Yeah. It, um, yeah, I, it's, it's, it's such a positive thing. And honestly, I know you guys, you're here, you're at the house, but I mean, it really doesn't. I mean, I'm usually in bed okay. and you guys go that makes after. Me feel yeah, better. yeah, yeah, you guys are after and you guys are kind <laughs> of just in the cape. Travis always brings like good sweets and I'll yeah. cook for you guys. And I know. I love cooking for people and so you guys are easy. You're amazing easy, at that. Yeah. I know. So yeah, so no, it actually isn't um it really isn't that much, you know. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, good. Well, I just know that our uh, our listeners appreciate your uh, your patience with that, and uh, especially mm-hmm. as the show continues to grow, because uh, mm-hmm. there's no telling where this thing uh, takes us next. Yeah. Right. I mean, look, Frank was doing stand up comedy. I know. I know. It's about and that to- was a dream of his. Yeah. He does. He loves comedy yeah. so much. I think it helps him. Um, because I, I think a lot of fighters that I we've talked to, they do like comedy. I think mm-hmm. it, it has him slow his brain thinking fighting all the time it kind of just he can detach a little yeah. i guess but um yeah he loves comedy that was a dream and he got to do that that was awesome he was good at it too he was he, he really was, was good at it i mean you know not unlike the podcast he 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 worked at like there was a he could have done yes remember the day <laughs> And he brought, he was so excited. Like I've done my research. He stayed up. I mean, he stayed up all night working on that. He was so proud and he goes to read it to you. I just, I remember your face. You're like, okay, okay. Well, we need to cut this like 75%. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Your joke can't be 20 minutes long. Yeah. He had written his first uh, (laughs) HBO special, Yeah, but there was a different, see, the thing is he could have done less and pulled it off. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like he could have gotten away with doing far less than that. And everybody would have still said, Oh yeah, it was pretty good. But instead, cause he put in like the maximum amount of work. It ended up being, wow, that was really good. Yeah, it you was know, good. I, ne- I yeah. never asked you what the feedback mm-hmm. was. From it was anybody. great. No, yeah. it was. In fact, the, there were some people there, comedians and, you know, yeah. people worked in the club and things like that, that we, we was talking to them afterward. And a number of them said, of anybody that they had ever seen try this that wasn't a like a professional yeah. comedian because mm-hmm. we've you know we've seen this before where you know somebody an athlete or an actor or something mm-hmm. like that a musician will get up and try it they said of anybody that they had ever seen try that this was by far the best that they had ever seen anybody Attempt. do so at it I, trying to, I think yeah. that's true so we definitely uh we definitely need to do uh, some more of that yeah that is that's shows, one thing about will. frank um is everything that he does it's it really is 100 yeah. percent. i mean 
from the stand up to the, the podcast, podcast is the same commentating. Way. He's same with commentating too. Mm-hmm. Like he's got his notes and yeah. he's looking everything over. And I mean, fighting, obviously, I mean, we live and breathe fighting, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, he is. He's a really hard worker. Yes, he yeah. is. Well, uh, we, you and I both appreciate that. About yes. Him, yeah. yes. All well, right. We just have to work on the house, house habits. Yeah. Uh, it's, but I mean, he can't be perfect. Come no, on. no, no. I think uh, I think I think we come out ahead. All things. Considered. Oh yeah, oh yeah. All right. So uh, what we want to do now is just remind everybody uh, once again to go to our iTunes page, look up Phone Booth Fighting MMA on iTunes, click on those five stars. That is tremendously helpful to us. It keeps us uh, ranked highly in iTunes. And if you have an extra moment, uh, write a favorable line or two. Frank and I like to read those on the air and uh, credit you guys for doing that so please do that on iTunes that Amazon banner continues to benefit us just go to phoneboothfighting.com click through the Amazon banner do your Amazon shopping that way a small percentage of your purchases uh, goes back to support the show it's no additional cost to you and follow us on social media all of our previously aired and archived episodes are up there at phoneboothfighting.com and all of our social media info but uh if you want to follow me on twitter and instagram i'm richard hunter on facebook i'm official richard hunter uh frank mirror is official frank mirror on facebook on twitter and instagram he is at the frank mirror uh, and then if you want to follow the show, this is the part that Frank normally does, but I'll, uh, do you happen to know, I'm putting you on the spot. Do you know our, uh, our phone booth fighting social media? I don't know. Okay. At, uh, Instagram, mm-hmm. it's phone booth fighting and, uh, on Twitter it's phone booth fight. fight. It That's is also right. uh, phone booth fight on Snapchat mm-hmm. and it is phone booth fighting on Facebook. All right. Mm-hmm. And Travis, Travis is on Twitter. At scuba tea diving, T is oh, in yeah. Travis. I, fo- I follow him on Instagram. I, just I do too. Him. Yeah, I do too. Uh, you got you got some diving coming up, right, Travis? Are you going to be posting some diving? Yeah, we're uh, we'll be down off San Clemente Island this weekend. Okay. Mm-hmm. I uh, hopefully I'll get some good video. Okay. All right. Is is Cowboy Cerrone coming with you? Uh, he probably would be, other than he's got a fight in three weeks. Oh, okay. Yeah, because that's Travis's. Uh, that's Travis's diving buddy. Oh, yeah. is uh, Cowboy Serrano. That's how we actually got Travis. He was a referral, uh, <laughs> in the, the intern referral program from yeah. Cowboys. So we uh, appreciate him for that. Mm-hmm. All right. Anything else? Should we Should we wrap this up? Anything yeah, else we need um, to mention? No. no? All right. Let's get busy uh, getting ready for your birthday party tomorrow night. How about that? Oh we're yeah, gonna yes, we're gonna be, party. yeah. We're you guys are going right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I'm see I'm. I'm not really that high maintenance. Look where my party's going to be at. I'm very, I'm very uh, humble. Come on, people don't have their parties at. Do you want to tell? You know what? By the time we, well, I was going to say by the time we post it, it'll be over. I'm trying to think if I'm. A, you yeah. know what? Let's don't. Well, let's don't say because I may post it tomorrow. Okay, yeah, post yeah. it. Yeah, post we'll, it we'll, tomorrow. We'll, we'll but, keep the location a but secret. But you have to admit that's not a very high maintenance birthday, right? No, no, no. But I love that. I love it. I got my girls here. Yeah. Frank's not here. That's my bummer. But yeah, I keep telling him. I told him if he wants to really surprise me, yeah, he'll show up. Well, I'll wear my I'll wear my phone know. booth fighting T-shirt, so yes. he'll have some kind yeah, of representation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. I've got to say. it'll All be right. fun. It'll be fun. We'll tell you how the party was uh, on our next episode. <laughs> All right, for Mrs. Mirror, Jennifer Mirror, and uh, Frank Mirror, who joined us earlier, and of course uh, Travis making everything run smoothly. I'm Richard Hunter, and we'll see you next time right back here on Phone Booth Fighting. Everybody was
de foto 